0: This is Bang Your Bookie's Wife. The Sports Gambling Podcast that would just like to be the first to say we were the first to wish you Happy Thanksgiving on Sunday, for the record. Uh, You might hear it plenty from today and tomorrow from other sheep out there, but we were way ahead of the curve. The right way means something here. here. Uh, I'm Joe Public, uh, and we also have a picker who is way behind the the curve, and that's Rain Man, uh, coming off an 0-4 week. Which, uh, let me just carry the one here. Uh, yeah, that is 0%. Uh, and he's looking to redeem himself this week with his big rubber. And why do we call it the big rubber, Rayman? Look, I'll tell you
1: what, Joe, Cap, I just don't have it in me today. No more rhymes. It's time for the public introspection. It's time for the apology. I've been lost this whole pandemic 2020-ness. And at some point, while I was exclusively eating sautéed kale, chickpea pasta, all listening to folklore for the 127th time. Your skin time, looks great interesting kombucha flavors while sharing this all and dancing on facebook so too cowardly to download tiktok i should have realized i lost my it and my inner rain man but alas the alarm bell has rung and i lied to you because i'm done with this blubber it's time to give you what you need and that's a good big rubber lock the week rain money baby let's go
0: there you go you know what i i feel like your uh, interpersonal skills seem as off as ever based on based on that whole spiel so i feel good about it i think you're ready to be back what's what's your pick big guy uh
1: my pick is ou minus 11 at west virginia and the reason why is because ou's the actual second best team in the country
0: oh man just two meth powerhouses going at it and capper uh who uh who you like is your big rubber you've been you've been hot all year you you little steady last week another two and two week but you, you feel good about the board this week
2: The board is so easy that it's hard this week, if that makes any sense at all. I'm riding with the Pirates of Starkville, Mississippi State, plus 10 at Ole Miss, Egg Bowl. Let's go.
0: Mike Leach. Quirky when he's winning, asshole when he's losing. Gotta love
1: him. Egg
0: egg Bowl. One of the great rivalries in college sports. Everyone loves eggs. Listen, man, it's the real coach JB here. Man, I hear you've been hanging out with the wrong fucking crowd like a slapdick you are, man everybody thought you were fucking smart and all that shit because you watch cnn and msnbc and fucking fox news and all that sounds like you're a fucking dreamer you're getting dumber get your fucking ass figured out go watch the real show watch
1: we will ban your bookie's wife
0: Step your game up stop being a slap dick make today a great day (laughs) this is beggar bookie's wife uh Follow us on Instagram at BYBW Podcast and on FlickChat. Download the app and search for us all lowercase. Banger Bookie's wife. Um, we wanted to start things off, uh, reviving an old segment. Uh, it's time. Uh, it's time for the take quake. Take quake. Uh, Thanksgiving, above all else, is a season of takes. Uh, a time when traditionally we get together with people closest to us in our lives and awkwardly pick apart what we dislike about one another in slow, agonizingly passive-aggressive fashion. In an absence of that opportunity, we're bringing you a take-quake. And a take-quake is when each of us offers up all of our takes at once to get it off our chest. Uh, no time for debate, just takes. So uh, let's let's have at it. Uh, Thanksgiving is the reason I know what all my closest relatives' farts smell like.
2: Turkey is overrated, and we should find a new main dish for
0: Thanksgiving.
1: Cranberry sauce sucks whether or not it's in a can.
0: Stop. Turkey Turkey bowls are a futile grasping is at youth.
2: Eating early is way better than eating late, and if you eat late, feel bad.
0: Wow. Uh,
1: piggybacking off Capper's turkey take, I think it's because evolution is fucked, and the bird just happens to have grown really big, and the Puritans could share it easily with people they didn't like very much.
0: Unless you're an extremely aged mom or professional chef, your mashed potatoes probably fucking suck.
2: <laughs> mashed potatoes so overrated. Pecan pie is the best fall dessert.
1: Agreed. Pecan pie, care. coconut pies, and their respective derivatives are the only pies worth eating in general.
0: My pie in general is just good. Saying one is better above another Stop. is just fucking privilege. Stop. Stop. Fuck if you. you eat fruit
1: pie, you're a fool.
2: Unacceptable to decorate for the December holidays before Thanksgiving, but. It is acceptable to listen to Thanksgiving to holiday music before Thanksgiving.
1: Tagging as relevant, Thanksgiving marks the culmination of pumpkin season, and for the people who've already consumed peppermint lattes before this day, they are amoral actors.
0: The best (laughs) holiday music is sung by Adam Sandler. Uh,
2: This is a dark take, but I'm terrified of becoming the family member who makes you feel obligated to see other family at Thanksgiving.
0: I'll give you darker.
1: Thanksgiving is the second worst holiday, only behind Yom Kippur. (laughs)
0: Janet Yellen should be the starting quarterback for Pitt
2: Um, Wearing a mask 95% of the time means that there has never been a better time to grow a mustache CatDog was a TV show
1: that was ahead of its time
0: Your uncle clearly doesn't watch football Is going to offer a ton of commentary on the boring ass Lions-Texans game And will also make you not want to watch football
2: Texas is back until they play Iowa State this weekend
1: i will now be referring to new mexico as mexico and mexico as old mexico to own the libs
0: if there is a just god that Stop. god hates dabo sweeney <laughs> i've got i've got nothing else that's it <laughs> kindergarten k- cop but all the kindergartners are cops <laughs> i think yeah I th- that those man that's I, the ground is still rumbling but i think we got all the takes out i've got, of the way more, there. I got more to that. get
1: off my chest joe
0: That that was something, Um, and now before what is Sherbert? Someone
1: tell me what Sherbert is.
0: Before we continue, we we we'd like everyone to listen to this very important message uh, before we get to the weekly. Several weeks ago. BYBW introduced a new fan-led segment called King of the Hill. We got a new thing we're trying out here. Uh, we're, we're calling it our King of the Hill Picks segment. To our delight, several people showed interest in participating. My name's Adam from Vancouver, British Columbia. Hunter Poo's here. The queen has I arrived. I've been waiting months to make this bet. And not a single one. To take Notre
1: Dame to cover the spread.
0: Not one. Penn State minus six and a half against Indiana. Has given us a correct Call
2: me Cleopatra,
0: the queen picks Clemson, the cats. Minus five and Oklahoma a half over State Cowboys minus three Cavaliers. and a half. Can you be a hero for us? Can you make a pick that isn't incorrect on our podcast? Sign up by DMing us on Instagram at BYBW Podcast. Reach out and you could save our wallets today. I don't know. This is very confusing to me. I hope I picked the right ones. Right, well. I feel 10 feet tall right now. The as strong as an ox. Alright, this is The Weekly. These are the picks that count, the picks that matter, the picks that make you money. Uh... And I guess uh, we'll just start things off, and I'm going to let Rain Man, he's on his redemption tour, so I'll give him the honors today to explain his rubber pick. You got OU minus 11 in Morgantown. Uh, One, why should we trust you?
1: Okay, so there are a few takes that I've had this year with respect to college football that have been consistent and have been correct, and one of those takes is that OU is the tale of two seasons, and ever since Spencer Rattler was benched in the OU-UT game way back when, he has looked like a force, and the OU team has been the number one offense in college football. 11 points, quite simply, is not going to be enough for a team that, after the playoff rankings came out today, really needs to run up the score to have a chance to Sneaking into that fourth spot. FBI currently has OU at five, so the metrics aren't sleeping on them. I think I have them too. If I'm looking at a matchup, I have Alabama one. I got Oklahoma two. I don't want to play Oklahoma right now, which is why I'm taking Oklahoma. And uh, West Virginia's offense You have,
0: is, Oklahoma, number two I have Oklahoma number two overall. You,
1: Oklahoma okay. plays Clemson. Who do you think wins?
0: We just did a take quake, you fucking idiot. Why are you saving this Stop. for now? I told Stop. you I had
1: more takes, Joe. I told you I had more okay. takes. Uh
0: OU's defense
1: has quietly been really good in the second half, too. Ronnie Perkins is an absolute man on the defensive front for OU. Might be one of the best defensive players in the conference. We'll get to another star later in a future pick. But uh, West Virginia's offense ranks 75. They're not going to be able to keep up with OU.
0: I like what Neil Brown's doing at West Virginia. 11 points. I I don't know. They play decent defense.
2: I think it's fine to like what Nebron's doing and also recognize that they are not in the same stratosphere as Oklahoma. Yeah, OU's going to put up
1: 50. Can West Virginia get to 39?
2: This one's pretty surprising because there's an even number of bets on both sides, which kind of tells me you got to go with the
1: Sooners here. Boomer. All right. OU held the best offense in the country since the Texas game they have been. They held OK State to 13 last week in a rivalry. Now the o- 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 State's Oklahoma State's offense is horrific. Well, better than West they're Virginia's.
2: Bad. Certainly, yeah, uh, but West Virginia at home, I don't know. It's it's like the one thing. It's like West Virginia at home. They're, they're in yeah, the mountains. Like what are you going to do? It's a little um, terrifying.
0: This was, uh, It's like a hills have eyes you know, type thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I don't know. If- well, we'll we'll save it for another time. Uh, let's cap. <laughs> save her, for the pod. Uh, your, uh, yeah, we'll time. save it for another pot. Uh, capper. We're going to do our power ranking of things like that. Uh, capper. Uh, you're a big rubber. Uh, you. This was a game that caught my eye. The Egg Bowl this year. Uh, Mississippi State getting 10 points against uh, relatively porous Ole Miss defense. Uh, what was your what's your read on this one?
2: Well, there's we can talk ad nauseum about uh, Mike Leach, his offensive system, um, and how much hype it brought to Starkville, Mississippi. But there's not a lot of talk about how good Mississippi State's defense has been. They're 17th in the country in defensive efficiency, and in the SEC, where a ton of offenses have shown out, that's no small feat. Errol Thomas anchor Errol Thompson anchors that offense. Uh, that defense at the linebacker position, 63 tackles, two sacks. I, I feel
1: like I don't believe but, this defensive pick, so I'm going to fact-check you in real time. Keep going, Capper.
2: Check it out. Check it out. <laughs> 17th in the country, efficiency-wise. I'll, I'll be there. Um, don't worry. We've got two very young cornerbacks that are also holding uh, opposing offensive uh, attacks down and that's Martin Emerson, freshman Emmanuel Forbes. They played very well this season, um, despite a very disappointing season for Mississippi State. Um, I think they kind of have something to build on that defensive side here, and I think that when you're looking at a team like Ole Miss, they've done so well through the air. They've done so well um, on the offensive side of the ball. They haven't faced a defense that's played as well as Mississippi My State God, has God, they season. are 17. Um, wow. And one stat I really like is that Ole Miss has not beaten Mississippi State in a game by 10 or more that they didn't end up having, that they didn't have to forfeit um, <laughs> due to the NCAA in the last 12 years. Since 2008, they have not be- beaten Mississippi State by more than 10 points. So um, oh, I
0: think this is pretty simple. The are are you, but I, to that point, Capper, I would say, are you saying that under Lane Kiffin, these are games that will not be forfeited at some point?
2: Um, I cannot <laughs> confirm or deny that. Um, I, you know, I think Lane's trying to do it the right way this time, which is –
0: I'm just saying he might have dusted off Hugh Freeze's old phone book. You, you never know. Um, yeah, they
2: might have some hookers in the hotel room this weekend, but
0: yeah. that's a little more explicit than <laughs> I guys, was. Guys, putting guys, it, guys, 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 but... guys, guys,
1: guys. While I was fact-checking, Capper, Oklahoma State has the 11th-ranked defense in the country, and OU absolutely they... stormed them last week. Oh my well, god! Well, into that three units at OU, we're
0: getting it all back. So I like Mississippi State, but for different reasons. And my reason is Will Rogers, who I assume is reincarnated in a different acting role, which is as a competent, accurate quarterback in Mike Leach's system. That whole system, it's very simple, but it is all based around accuracy. That's the thing Leach has talked about classically, is he needs an accurate quarterback. Uh, This kid's a freshman, so he's going to be around for a while, but he completed 80% against Georgia last weekend. And I think if he completes 80%, against Ole Miss that'll be enough which is seems if he's able he's been 70 he was 75 percent the weekend before so he's like a pretty accurate kid I think they'll be able to keep it at least within 10 it looks good to me especially in this type of game that's usually close
2: I I think in an egg bowl you just throw the records out the window Um, I think we could I think we could talk a lot about Mississippi State's offense I think we know what they should put out on the field every single weekend Um, but that defense, I think a lot of people are sleeping on that defense and I think they can do enough to slow miss down, keep the game within one and a half scores
1: confirmed rain, man was sleeping on their defense. Yeah. I think that's fair.
0: It occurred to me that I have no idea at all, like why it's called the egg bowl. And I also had zero curiosity. I'm not going to look it up ever. Um, Rain Man, uh, it's let's Because, go, it's because uh,
1: back in the 1960s, this is actually an interesting story, uh, they would release a team full <laughs> of chickens from both teams onto the field as a pre show. Is that true? Maybe.
0: <laughs> Rainman, Man, uh, let's uh, go to your next pick. This one shocked me. It shocked me based, for a to number of reasons, but you like. Wait, 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 wait. Let's see if Capper can guess it. Uh, Whispers,
1: Tale of Two Seasons. Tail two seasons. Tail two seasons. Tail two seasons. Tail two seasons. Tale yes. two seasons. Uh, Baylor, Texas minus one and a half versus oh Iowa State. The metrics love Iowa State, Lord. and Texas looked bad. But Texas in the second half of the season has been a completely different team since the Red River, just like OU. Uh, also, not really a dog, so you can't say Coach Herman in a dog spot. But all the rumblings that we've reported on this podcast seem to allege he is coaching for his job. So maybe that's kind of the same thing. I don't know. I just think this is going to be an Ellinger game. If there's one sort of prototypical college football quarterback who's the kind of nerd who'd get it up for playing on Thanksgiving weekend for his friends and family, it's Sam Ellinger in Austin and in a Big 12 game that means something. I don't think he's the best quarterback in college football. I do think he will have one of the best weekends in college football. I like him a lot.
0: So to be clear, your analysis is that he's a nerd for wanting to play in front of his family yeah. on Thanksgiving.
1: What a, second worst holiday behind Yom Kippur. Uh, also, Brees Hall. They don't play
0: on Yom Kippur. I think that's a Kinky Friedman song.
1: <laughs> Brees Hall, probably the best offensive player on the team or on the field for both they of these teams. They don't play the football running back on for Iowa Yom, State. Yom Kippur. He's averaging 6.5 yards a carry. But Texas was able to hold Chupa Hubbard to 72 yards and 25 carries a couple of weeks ago. They're on two weeks of rest. So hopefully that's not rusty and actually rust, because Sam Ellinger gets banged up a lot. Uh, yeah, I think they're going to do it. As I previewed earlier, Joseph Osai, the linebacker for Texas, look for him to be a first-round NFL talent when he comes out. So him and Ronnie Perkins are my quietly defensive studs in the Big 12. And, yes, the money, on, are you in Texas.
0: The money is heavy on Iowa State right now. Uh, yeah, because uh, no one else is on I, I, the
1: tale of two seasons, Reed. That's a rain man, Reed.
2: <laughs> After this, one, this podcast. Look at
1: the metrics. Iowa State uh, wins by a touchdown. If this, you one's
2: one. this one scares me a little bit. I think it's two teams that are pretty evenly ranked in the metrics. Um, it It's just Herman has continually underperformed as a favorite, as a coach that for your job, should don't? win a game. I, this one, I don't know. This one was just like a uh, 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 little scared. Little scared of, uh, little scared of Iowa State because they got a lot. They got a head of steam coming to this game. They they got a lot of momentum and that offense has been cooking, especially last tall. weekend. Breesall has been amazing. My God, that guy's so fun to watch.
1: But it's Thanksgiving weekend and Ellinger's a nerd.
0: Uh, okay, Capper, your next pick. Uh, it, just do this one real quick because it's I putrid. get a little. I'm getting a little nauseous. It's coming up. Is Tennessee the, playing uh, anyone uh, this week? Duke. You like Stop. Duke at Georgia Tech. Oh. Uh. um, <laughs> Yeah, it's,
2: I mean, it's not a game that you've got circled on your calendar. It's not a game you're going to watch with the family.
1: FEI likes That's the That's like Devils. saying you
0: don't have a colonoscopy circled on your calendar. Why, if FEI you likes, could find a way FEI to FEI make likes Thanksgiving
1: Duke. a worse holiday, it's watching Duke Georgia Tech.
2: FPI likes Duke. I don't believe in Georgia Tech offense at all. They rank 80th in the country in offensive well, yeah, efficiency. Uh, and the Duke defense has actually been solid for how bad they are. Um, they're about yeah. average in pass and rush defense so far. They don't really do anything particularly well, but they don't do either thing very bad. So like, they're going to um, slow down this Georgia Tech offensive attack. Chase Bryce, he just has to put together a few touchdown drives uh, awesome. and avoid turning the ball over. And honestly, the one thing that sticks out to me in this game is how well Duke Ritt has run the ball in the last few games. Mateo Durant, um, he has been out of control. He's averaging over ten yards a carry the last few games, three touchdowns in the last two tu- two contests. I think um I think they can easily win this game. They they're just a better team overall. Um and Georgia back? Tech's calling offense. It? Is he
1: back to being new Duke?
2: Um I, I just don't think Georgia Tech's anything special at this point, so
0: um, well no sh- no shit yeah, they they know suck. One, we know Jordan <laughs> well, Tech sucks.
2: Yeah, I'll I'll just take the better <laughs> like team in awful. a uh I'll just take the better team in a pick 'em spot. That's easy for That's me.
0: Fair. Uh, That's fair. Okay, and uh I'm just I won't give too much like we're know, gonna pass I'll take it. your word for we're a capper based on gonna, who you we're are. We're going to keep rolling. Uh, rolling. Uh, right, wait wait wait. wait, wait along. Let me, just, I'm going stop you
1: real quick. Cause Capper, as a coward, couldn't guess the last one right, but if I had to pick one game this weekend that I previewed on this pod before Capper, what am I picking? You've previewed it? I previewed it before in, in weeks past. In weeks prior.
0: Is it a rivalry he's, game? He's he's hinted at it. I mean, he's he's hinted, hinted at, at that I'm occurring.
1: going to take this pick and it's the most obvious pick of all time. Um, God, you're just, you just just don't even know the slate. You clearly don't even know the slate. Like I'm you taking don't this week know seriously. Me. I think I think it's LSU. UN's LSU, I never take out. UNC plus 4.5 with Sam. How? 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 First, Notre Dame. Notre Dame getting all that smoke, ranked two at the college football playoff, and they're about to lay an egg on Friday. Uh, you knew this was coming. Capper didn't. You guys knew. Uh,
0: third, 81% of the money on Notre Dame right now, yeah, last I checked.
1: Yeah. Uh, and the third best offense in the country, in my opinion. When UNC is playing to their ceiling is is UNC. It's Alabama, OU, UNC. I don't want to hear Clemson. I think it's ridiculous. Also, the America's true Heisman candidate for the real ones who watch college football and read box scores is Javante Williams, who's averaging an insane 7.2 yards per carry and has 18 touchdowns. Does anyone want to guess who, who has the second most touchdowns and how many
0: touchdowns those are? Najee, I Harris. Want guess. Najee is Harris. is one 16. of them. Brees Hall,
1: Najee Harris, and actually Kevin Harris from South Carolina each have 14, and uh, Javante has 18. That's unreal. Uh, UNTs at home. How many
0: did he have in that weight game? That that was. Four. But that weight <laughs> game is the reason why this pick. Like you can't talk about this pick without that wake game well, that, where that's the UNC walks like losing
1: confidence, they're losing to the Wake. But then you can just see what UNC can do and just turn it on and lay down twenty-eight yeah. points in a quarter, and it doesn't even look difficult for them. And I don't think Notre Dame's offense, like Ian Book's playing a lot better than he was, but uh if you match up skill positions on both sides of the ball, UNC's got the edge of quarterback, UNC's got the edge of wide receivers, UNC's got the edge at running back. Uh, defense, the biggest edge in this game is gonna be the defensive uh Running defense. They're little, the little, The Notre Dame running defense. They're averaging seventy-five yards a game against the offenses. Uh, but when you got the true Heisman, maybe that helps UNC neutralize Notre Dame's uh, biggest asset. So, I, I think UNC.
0: I'm taking them out. Right. I think. I actually, don't really I love the spread that
1: much because Notre Dame could just like if UNT lays an egg. I'm taking money line here.
0: I like. Also yeah, it. I would take money line. Maybe this an is over. A game that I would take. Mo- this is a game I would take yeah, yeah. money line. I, I Sam off. Howell. I think in this spot, the one thing I did take away from that Clemson game against Notre Dame is that they were susceptible to those big passes. Like Clemson got their scores in a hurry, and you look at the way UNC scores, it is not meticulous no, drives. They get down, fucking, yeah. they get fucking bombs downfield, and they will fucking. When I think about UNC's offense, I think about. Against against Wake, there was one beautiful swing pass from Sam Howell to Javante, hit him in stride. And you. it seems like they've been hitting those types yeah, of plays. That are just,
1: on the outsides, he's been able to turn the corner incredibly well. Maybe not the best inside runner. He's not a Najee Harris in that sense. But uh, if he can get to the edge or if you can get him on a short pass, like, oh my God, he's going to the end zone.
0: All of that said, Rain Man, I would not be shocked if the result in this game is like Notre Dame winning by four touchdowns.
1: Yeah, that's why I'm kind of liking the money line here. But he, I'm going to take Notre the point
2: Notre Dame is so good. They're so balanced offensively and defensively. But if there's one thing we know about Mac Brown, it's that he plays down to opponents, but he People, definitely yeah. gets his team up for these Clemson, big matchups. I mean, look how they played against People Clemson last year. People still talk um, about it. you know, talking I, I think, think it's it. I think it's an offense that can score on anybody at any time and yeah, best. I, this one should be really fun on friday i don't know like this one scared me this a little the, bit because i think the weekend, line for sure i think the line was a little small
0: i with i think sam howell is the best nfl quarterback future nfl quarterback playing college football today he stop. is an un, unbelievable talent. still gets the stop. nod he still gets stop i should have saved it for the take wake uh, Come Capper, on, Come uh on, let's Joe. go to your next uh pick don't you like that, you've yeah. been on these guys. You've been on these guys all year. Oregon State plus thirteen and a half versus Oregon.
2: So we've Another got game. we've. Got I love a,
0: their fucking chainsaw. <laughs> the chainsaw is e-
2: incredible. That we've got a public road favorite with <laughs> RLM alert for the first game of the weekend. Oregon on the road in the Civil War, getting sixty five percent of bets, and the line has dropped from sixteen and a half to thirteen and a half because of two words. Yep. What are those two words?
0: Jamar. Jermar. Jermar. Jefferson.
2: Jefferson. 7.2 yards per carry through three games, five touchdowns. The man is unstoppable. He will not be stopped this weekend, obviously. The Civil War is everything he's been dreaming about. Oregon State has nothing to play for, but this guy is going to show out. He hit a big rubber last weekend. He'll help the Beavers cover this week against Oregon. Um, they've been good. I think they're. A very quality squad. Obviously, Mario Cristobal's got that team rolling in the right direction. And I think they could become a national powerhouse on the West Coast here in a few years. Um, But OSU's defense has been really good against the pass so far this year. They're averaging – or they're lying 6.4 yards per attempt. They're – and only 180 yards through the air. Um, You know, obviously, they've – Oregon's got a pretty good rushing attack. But I think if they slow down the passing attack, they can keep this game within – one and a half scores. Just like, just like our guys at Mississippi state. I see the connection here. Yeah. We're just, we're just rolling with some, some two score dogs and huge rivalry games. I mean, this is what Thanksgiving weekend's all about.
0: No, I, I like it. Oregon has been playing close games. I don't think there's a reason to think that this one's going to be a blowout necessarily. Uh, and then I, I, this next pick, I guess it's Rainman's, and and if we're we're gonna, we're staying in in the pack, and I just have one <sighs> question, Rainman, what's your record picking Pac-12 games this year?
1: I think I might have had more games canceled than lost, but I don't have a single winner yet.
0: That is correct. So it's like O uh, X and, and So and tell y. me why you like Stanford plus one against. Uh, it's
1: kind of like I wanted to get on the rivalry train as well this weekend. So take the dog and take the better team in my opinion with Stanford. Uh, both the teams are 0 and two, but F plus has Stanford at 64 and California at 80. Uh, so, yeah, I'll, I'll take the better team getting points. Stanford's also coming off a bye, which I think helps. I to trust David Shaw to right the ship a little bit more than Justin Wilcox for Cal. Uh, Garbers, we've talked – we've said Garbers way too many times on this podcast, but he has three touchdowns for three interceptions this season. That is – that's not getting it done. Uh, there's RLM on Stanford, so you like to see that. And the, and the kicker is Cal is 0-6 against the spread in their last six home games because they suck and 0-5 against the spread in their last five games against Stanford because they suck. I can't I can't stand David Shaw. I think he's so overrated. Oh, he's definitely overrated, but, like, who do you – David Shaw or Justin Wilcox, you're building a program in, let's say, Fayetteville, North Carolina. Who do you take? I mean, take sure, them. I take David Shaw. At least he has Boom, reputation. Boom, done. Okay, go Stanford. Go tree.
2: <laughs> go tree. <laughs> stand
0: up. Fair enough. Uh, Next Capper, time you use paper,
1: just remember that Stanford is going to cover against California on Saturday
0: or Friday. Uh, Where they play? Capper, your last pick was another one that caught my eye because it's a team that everyone is trying to figure out whether they're actually good or not. And this is Colorado plus 12 at USC.
2: Are they good? Are they not? USC's play. Are they
0: just okay? I don't know. Yeah.
2: They've played a few nail biters so far. Above average um, probably. Probably. The one thing that sticks out to me in this matchup is that it's a very even breakdown of bets on both sides. Um, When you're looking at a USC team that has all the hype, that has a big name, um, people are not supporting them as you might suspect. Um, And that's because Colorado's offense has been really good so far to this point. Dimitri Stanley uh, is averaging 16 yards per reception so far. He's scored one touchdown um, and they've got, senior leadership at the quarterback position in um, S Sam Neuer, who he's done so far to the, he's done fine to this point. Um, I think this is just way too many points for a USC team that can't play any defense. I think Colorado can score um, with the best of them in the pack 12. And I think they'll keep this game close enough to cover this. The spread. best I of think them it's in just, the pack 12. I think, it's just, many, I think it's just too many points. Um, I don't think Colorado is anything special, but I really don't think USC is anything special on defense. So it kind of works out for really? both sides. All
1: right, let, me, let me take uh, you back, back real quick since it's about to be a holiday. So it's Thanksgiving. You're in Chapel Hill. You're in your backyard <laughs> grilling with I'm your not, family because you can't go I'm inside. Not there. And you're watching the game. And, you know, everyone's in the backyard including all the dogs. Capper, what are those dogs doing in the backyard? Are they barking money? Well, they're excited <laughs> about the growth probably. Howl, howl,
0: your barking has just howl, gotten progressively worse. Howl, 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 howl. Let's recap your. Let's recap your weekly picks. Uh, Ray, Ray, man, what are your weekly picks?
1: Uh, Oklahoma minus eleven at West Virginia. Boomer Sooner, Texas minus one, one and a half versus Iowa State. North Carolina plus four and a half. How versus Notre Dame and Stanford plus one at Cal. Why not?
0: Dan Capper.
2: Uh, Mississippi State plus ten at Ole Miss, Big Rubber, Duke Pickham at Georgia Tech, Oregon State plus thirteen and a half versus Oregon and Colorado plus twelve at USC. All
0: right, all right. And now uh and now it's time to make, of course, some real fucking money. And that is with my four team parlay this, this week, week. This which I week, feel Joe. which feels due a uh, uh, which feels we so, have to so it's a holiday, it's and this hit. is this is the one that I feel good about. And you guys are really going to love this because the theme this week is fading myself. These are games, when I first glanced at them, I wanted to take one side, and then I, I read a little more, and now I'm taking the other side. So we're starting with uh, Indiana, minus 11.5. Versus Maryland. Maryland hasn't played in three weeks. They famously beat Penn state and Minnesota, which almost makes you forget that they're only a game against a winning team. Northwestern. They lost 49 to three. I'm taking Indiana who Ooh. proved to be a legitimate top 10 team in my eyes with the moxie they showed against Ohio state uh, pit plus 23 and a half at Clemson Pitt is just a fucking mosquito of a team. They always are. And they're getting better. They're five and four overall, but outside of their blowout against Notre Dame, they've lost their other three games by a combined 14 points. They play teams close in their past two games. They put up 88 points. Very Dabo's been why. hemming and hawing his bullshit all week about Florida state. His team's overlooking a plucky Pitt squad. And I think they're going to keep it within two touchdowns. Uh, USF, plus 25 at ucf oh i want to take ucf in this because usf is so so bad but then i saw on the twitter ucf sends out a tweet they're wearing some fucking uh nickelodeon slime green uniforms during this game uh and you think you think you think i'm gonna resist a a a crazy uniform game from a team in a rivalry game like i'm above that fuck you liberty (laughs) finally We got Liberty uh, versus UMass, and I'm taking UMass plus 37 and a half. There haven't been a lot of bright spots in 2020, but the fact that there is this game where my favorite team to bet on is playing against the team that I like betting on the least during the week where I happen to be fading myself is is almost enough to make me believe that there's a God looking over us. Almost. Uh, Liberty is going to come off a loss to NC State. They're going to lay the wood here, and I'm really – uh, hesitant to use that phrase in relation to Hugh Freeze, the greatest pimping prospect in the hypocritical Southern football. But every fiber of me wants to take Liberty, which is exactly why I'm taking UMass, possibly the worst team in the history of, of bad teams. Uh, and that's Hugh, the four-teamer here, fading myself.
2: <laughs> Hugh, Freeze, Hugh Freeze is looking at brochures like he's a 17-year-old kid trying to pick a college. He's He's so fired up to join the SEC next year.
0: Yeah, but these these UMass kids—they got something for them. They got some for them in Lynchburg. <laughs> they don't.
2: They don't. This is horrific.
0: <laughs> it's one of the worst uh, things now, I've ever seen or heard. And now I I feel great about it. I feel great about it. Uh, and now we're gonna bring it to uh, you know what? We have our king of the hill. Uh, famously, our we have yet to have. A successful King of the Hill on the podcast. All five pickers that have come on have gotten their first pick incorrect. Uh, guys, the intention was always to have someone come back multiple times uh, and, you know, retain the Hill. But right now, the Hill is pretty barren. It is uh, salted earth. But that all changes today because uh, we got a guy. Uh, it's He it goes by Black Santa. He goes by The Aviator, a movie I didn't see, but based on the trailer, seemed to be about a guy who's amazing at flying planes while he's fucked up, and I don't know if there's a better metaphor for what we do Is here at BYBW. Silly? I think you're thinking of. Uh, no, no, it's no. all. It's, it's one an aviator. You know, up. You, you know how you salute on a podcast. You say you say I'm saluting, and that's what I'm doing for the aviator right now. Uh, let Let's hear the pick. It's your boy Black Santa, aka the Aviator, coming at you. 41,000 feet in the sky, and a 787 flying somewhere around the world with this freestyle fire-ass pick. I'm gonna take Michigan minus two and a half at home versus Penn State, Michigan Stadium. Bundle up. Hope you're still not eating leftover turkey by Saturday, but if you are, God help you. Iron up those khakis, get them starched down. Let's go. Michigan minus two and a half, get this money. See y'all next week,
1: King of the Hill. Out. Alright. The master of the skies himself trying to drop down from above onto the hill and taking Michigan.
2: Flying high in the gambling skies, he's going against RLM this weekend. Um, Penn State hasn't shown anything. I just I just want I want everyone on the college football playoff community to get punched in the dick
0: or I, other signed off. Punched and Yeah. We can say or lady parts. You can can say
2: vagina vagina. on on radio. I I, when I saw the ratings come out tonight I was Equal opportunity. I do think it would still hurt. I was fucking appalled that BYU is ranked 14th.
1: I was personally. It's a joke. They should be in the top ten. Uh but also the fact that BYU didn't schedule Washington because it wasn't a guarantee. Whoops. Oh yeah, that's a huge
2: that's a huge fuck up.
1: But Unless Cincinnati that, schedules not, them, they have the same off week, uh, so Cincinnati could play them, but that won't be enough to help BYU. Could be enough to help Cincinnati. It's just, that's true. it's just
2: not. It's a, it's a slap in the face to a group of six teams for BYU to be 14th in the country. I don't care who they play.